The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I'm going to talk about the fact that the Irish government today faced criticism, refugee groups describing the possibility of asylum seekers having to sleep on the streets as a new low for the country. Uh, Enda O'Neill is head of office with UNHCR here in Ireland. Uh, Enda, how concerned are you about this looming accommodation crisis? Uh, more concerned than we've ever been. Uh, it's been uh, building for quite some time and, you know, Going way back to last year, it was always flagged that the approach that they were taking was only going to be effective uh, in the short term as emergency response. But, uh, you know, as a sector, we've all been concerned that at a certain point we'd run out of road. And it it really feels uh, like that's uh, happening now. Yeah. And listen, conversations have been had about that. And before Christmas, uh, there was talk from different government ministers about, you know, fast track modular bills would, would, would come on stream and it seems very little has happened in that regard beyond maybe a few tented villages and then the hope that hotels would keep carrying the can. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, one example is the the white paper on direct provision. So um, we're coming up to the two year anniversary that plan for six new reception accommodation centres, state owned centres. Um, we're no closer to that now than, than we were when the plan was published. Um, that would create 3,000 beds. Uh, you've, you've mentioned the modular bills. We expect uh, 2,000 to come on stream um, in, in the springtime. Plus, there's also uh, kind of refurbished buildings. So, I mean, we should acknowledge there is an awful lot of work happening. However, uh, the numbers don't seem to be sufficient for, for the, um, the, the expected arrivals. Yeah, and I think it's, it's fair to acknowledge that, that there are people working very hard. And the system was always going to come under a degree of pressure with, you know, 70,000 plus people coming here from Ukraine. Um, and it was never going to be easy to, to accommodate everyone. At the same time... Um, is there more that could and should have been done up until now to ensure we we, we didn't get to this point again? Because I think it's about the third time now that we've kind of talked about City yeah. West being at capacity and people having to sleep in Dublin Airport. Well, uh, today, actually, I look back at some of the coverage back from the early 2000s where similar things were happening. Um but the government uh, did use emergency powers back then to build new centres to purchase properties. Um, and we really haven't seen the same level of urgency uh, that we need to, to, to make a difference. Um, I, I think the, the state owning and building properties is really key because we've seen that hotels inevitably will want to go back to servicing the tourist industry eventually. Um, and you, the uh, reliance on the, the private sector um, was meant to be phased out as part of the new white paper anyway. However, we've we've seen really too little progress on that. OK, well, let me introduce Jennifer Whitmore as well, who, who's with us. She's a so- Social Democrats uh, spokesperson for Children and uh, Youth Affairs. Jennifer, you're very welcome uh, to the show. In the short term, we kind of, it strikes me listening to Ed that we've kind of a, a long-term and short-term problem, uh, a long-term management problem, a short-term crisis over the next few days that we're going to be facing. In the short term, what should and could the government be doing? Uh, I think the first thing is that the government does need to move from the, from the emergency mode into a, a long-term thinking mode. I think the government has come up with a number of solutions previously. So the modular homes, uh, refurbishing state premises, um, and, and there doesn't seem to have been the action on those. There hasn't been the, the sense of urgency to get those uh, underway. And it's not that this has just happened now. For the past year, we knew we were coming into a very, very difficult period. Um, and I don't think anybody underestimates 
how challenging it is for the department and I think particularly for the Department of Children who've really carried the, the, the burden and the, the majority of the actions in this regard. But, you know, government doesn't seem to have really put in the urgency um, that's required to deal with it. And we're now into a situation where people who are coming into this country seeking refuge, very, very vulnerable people who, you know, won't have English, won't have any networks, won't have any idea of what to do or where they can go, Mm. will actually be put out onto the streets. Now, Ireland has legal obligations and we have moral obligations. Indeed, the Taoiseach has spoken about our moral obligations previously. um, And yet we're going to be failing these people when they arrive. So I think the first thing when it it comes to sort of dealing with it on an emergency footing is is the government's going to have to pull out every single stop to to make sure that accommodation is provided. And whether that's looking at um, you know, the emergency accommodation that was previously made available when Ukraine crisis first happened, you know, maybe they need to look at actually getting those reinstated again uh, just on a short-term basis. But they do really need to actually start moving into a long-term mode and yeah. moving away from the private provision. I mean, hotels are never and should never have been uh, the, the primary focus of the government's response in this regard and okay. it's really important the government I, actually starts moving on it I, I, I hate introducing the phrase legitimate concerns because I think there's uh, there are some despicable people out there hiding behind the flag of legitimate concerns at the same time what do you say Jennifer to, to people who would agree with the moral obligation argument but they look at this and they say yeah, we need to just short term hit the pause button until we can get all our ducks in a row well, I think that we, we can't hit the pause button. We, we have legal obligations, international obligations. Uh, so if someone comes to Ireland and they're seeking refuge, you know, we are obligated to provide them with that. Um, so uh, it, that, that isn't an option. And I think for any of the politicians who are saying it is, you know, that they, they, they're wrong with that regard. Um, and I do understand communities have uh, concerns. And I think the reason a lot of communities have concerns is because so many people have been left behind by services over the years, you know, and when when they're struggling to get housing or they're struggling to get health care, it is difficult, um, you know, to, to for them to, to understand. But I think that is that that uh, fear or concern that they have is being manipulated by a small number of um, insidious individuals who are who are using it for their own. Uh, and and I think that's something. I suppose that's that's my my main concern about all this. That the, the government cannot fail in this regard. Yeah. Like there there can be no way that they cannot do this properly because it, it will lead to major societal problems if the government fails to handle this correctly. And uh, in terms of the 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 crisis, it's kind of set aside the long term planning. And I appreciate Jennifer's right. You need to kind of move to a long term strategy so you don't have short-term crisis but we do at the moment have a short-term crisis so what needs to happen what type of accommodations or properties could the government look at well i think one element which is uh, common to both the short-term and the long-term approaches needed is uh, local authorities and national government need to be working uh, in concert so uh, the white paper called for a distribution key so i think there should be clarity on the uh, numbers that each local authority would be expected to accept around the country and also that's important for fairness so that certain regions don't feel that they're taking far more than others. Um, And I think uh, at community level we've seen remarkable response, a lot of people supporting refugees and asylum seekers in their area but um, they can't do it alone, They, they need planning and coordination and leadership and, and that includes councillors, TDs, government TDs mm. and opposition TDs. Um, but in very practical terms, 
um, accommodation, its basic shelter, yeah. whatever can be put in place. I was going to ask that because, it, I mean, you know, do we need to look at the types of, of properties that you might not otherwise look at? You know, I'm talking about let's not let perfection become the enemy of the good. If the alternative is here's a food voucher and we'll talk to you in a few days time, should we be looking at just a big empty commercial unit and at least people have a roof over their head for a couple of days? Yes, and I think you need to consider a, a number of different options on that. So um, uh, regular prefabs is certainly one which I think has not been used to date. It really needs to be um, looked into a lot more closely because, um, you know, a lot of school kids go to school in a prefab while their building is being uh, constructed um, and they can be put in place at pretty short notice. Um, like you said, refurbished buildings, repurposed buildings where they put up partitions uh, and we've seen that done in some cases um, and really uh, all practical options that can be put in place in a short period of time. So you need the buy-in of the OPW, local authorities, um, and a lot of different uh, agencies of the state if it's going to be successful. Well, listen, thanks a million for coming into studio. And Ed O'Neill is Head of Office with UNHCR Ireland and Jennifer Whitmore was with us as well, Social Democrat Spokesperson for Children and Youth Affairs. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.